This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. It has been the tradition of the Piano Teachers Guild of the Philippines Foundation Incorporated to hold annual piano festivals and concerts. 2020, of course, was the year of Ludwig van Beethoven, which the Guild intended to celebrate with Beethoven and Beyond. 2020 was also the year of the COVID-19 pandemic, and it goes without saying that PTGPFI had to postpone their celebrations with the original intention of waiting out the storm. In the meantime, the Guild saw to the needs of its people, mounting seminars to help the country's piano teachers bring their lessons online. In fact, it was partly through the resounding success of that endeavor that the Guild decided to greenlight a virtual Beethoven and beyond. It will not do to do nothing, to paraphrase competition chair Carolyn Cheng. Also joining us on this two-part feature is PTGPFI president Anthony Sai, and together they tell us the history of the festivals, the impact of Beethoven and beyond, and the new insight it offers organizers, performers, and audience alike. We will also hear performances from the winners of the Beethoven and Beyond competition, beginning with Michelangelo Valenciano, who performed the opening movement of Beethoven's Sonata in A-flat major, Opus 110.
the Piano Teachers Guild of the Philippines Foundation Incorporated have two main activities annually. Uh, we have our piano festival, and this has been done since the start of the guild. And we also have our annual competition. It was stopped for a while during the 90s, but one of our uh, past president, Father Manuel Maramba, revived the annual competition on 2005. We cater to uh, young pianists up to uh, young professionals. So usually the age of our competitions will be as young as five and up to 30 years old. Now we did our competitions yearly with a different theme. Through the years, it's like we already have a cycle. Sometimes we will base our theme on a certain composer, depending on their birth year or mm -hmm. uh, death year. And sometimes we base our theme on a certain style of music. Year 2020 is the 250th birthday of uh, Ludwig van Beethoven. That's why we thought of uh, celebrating it as uh, the whole classical music community was celebrating the Beethoven year then. But actually, 10 years before, we already did a Beethoven competition. So that was in 2009 to 2010. We divided the competition into two years. In 2009, we catered to the younger pianists. And 2010, we did the concerto competition for uh, the older pianists. Mm. So this is actually already a repeat of the Beethoven competition. But initially, we not only have the competition in mind, we also want a Beethoven festival. That is why the title is Beethoven and Beyond. Because for our festival, we also welcome repertoire outside the designated theme. So uh, for the festival, we want to highlight uh, Beethoven, but the performers are also welcome to perform other pieces. Initially, we have the festival, then we plan for a competition and also a series of seminars on the music of Beethoven. Every one of us, we are not expecting that this pandemic will last this long. <laughs> And during that time, actually, we have another ongoing competition. That year, Lyric Piano was celebrating their 55th founding anniversary, and they invited us to do a competition with them. So that competition actually came first. We already had our elimination and semifinal round. And a week after the semifinal round, uh, the government declared ECQ. So we actually was thinking, oh, this will be better soon. Then we can do the final round, uh, maybe in person after a month. We didn't really think about going online for our Beethoven activities because that was March. So we are thinking we still have lots of time. We can postpone it to the later part of the year. But you know, it just happened, the lockdown keeps on extending, and the teachers were actually having a hard time. Everybody doesn't know what to do. 
So we who are teaching in the universities, we were forced to go online because uh, we cannot stop our classes. But it was really, really hard in the beginning. And like me, I have private students. And uh, I don't know, for me, it's a blessing in disguise because I have some kids who are part of uh, the competition. So we <laughs> cannot stop our lessons. That's why I was one of the first one who go online. I told the parents we have to do it online. And I started with a few students. And then I knew that during that time, many teachers just stopped lessons. They do not know what to do. And they're hoping that, okay, I'll just rest for three weeks. I'll just rest for a month. Afterwards, we can resume. But, you know, it didn't happen. And I have been receiving calls from many teachers you know, telling me what are we supposed to do. And we heard that you are doing online lessons. You know? Isn't it very hard? That is why we come up with the idea to do a seminar on how to do online lessons. Since I was one of uh, those who have been doing online, I volunteered to give a seminar. The title of the seminar during that time was called uh, Making Music in a New Normal Way. We also invited another piano teacher who have been doing online lessons for many years already. Her reason is because her husband is a missionary. They need to move from one place to another. In order for her to keep her students, she needs to teach uh, online. I talk about the pedagogical side of the online teaching and other resource speaker, uh, Miss Irene Bennett, she talk about the technical side. As it goes on, we see that their teaching uh, keeps on improving. And at this point of time, I think most of the piano teachers have already adjusted very well. Mom Caroline might want to add. Those workshops were so popular that you couldn't get in. The Zoom room was full capacity. And there were people clamoring still because they couldn't enter the room, you know. So we had to stream it the following weeks. And there were people who watched it a second time. And they were really so grateful. And it was a really very good training. Since we were continuing with the lyric competition, which ended up, I think, in June and July, they finally decided to do the final round online. People submitted videos, and then the decision came out in July with our international jury. After that, we were still waiting and hoping things would uh, still improve. But when we started to see that the whole school year is going to be locked down, Children are still doing everything online. That's when we decided to hold our projects online. The Beethoven competition was held in April and the festival was held in February with uh, four categories, A1, A2, A5, no? B1, B2, and category C. But we had to cancel some categories because there were not enough people who joined. It's because online teaching is difficult, preparing videos is difficult, so some teachers were still hesitant about letting their, their students join, but others went ahead, and so we, we were able to pursue the competition. And because it was a video, we were able to invite also a wonderful set of jury, which we would not normally have been able to invite if it was done face-to-face. 
we had three Filipino pianists who are based abroad. Uh, one is based in Germany, Abelardo Galang. Mm-hmm. One was based in Austria, that's Aima Labramak. And one is based in the U.S., Seattle, that is Dr. Ross Salvosa. They are all fine pianists and they're all living abroad. There's no way that we could get them to come here, but because it was online, we had this wonderful opportunity to work with them. And for example, for Aima Labra, she said that was one of the first competitions she has judged with Filipino children. And that's why she really wanted to do it because she wanted to see how are the standards with Filipino children versus the Viennese children, you know. And we wanted especially also to invite them because one is based in Germany, one is in Austria. They hear (laughs) Beethoven all the time. What I was telling, they have German ears. (laughs) So they would understand the standard and how Beethoven really should be played. Ross Salvoso has judged so many youth competitions and some of them international competitions. Also, he understands the standards. And they were very positive and very happy with what they saw especially actually with the younger ones. Kids here, of course, are different. We're just limited to the teachers here or their teacher, let's say, in college and so on. So he wanted to give them uh, special sessions. So he very generously offered to give free master classes to all the winners. Wow. So he started with the older kids and then little by little, he went down, back down, even to the little ones. Giving the kids a purpose, something to work forward to, also giving the audience something to listen to. For me, it was a positive influence. It's something uplifting that they really and we all needed in this time of the pandemic. Plus, you know, having Beethoven. uh, Beethoven is such a major figure in classical music. He destroyed a lot of conventions. He started a lot of things. Everyone followed after him. It was a really masterful composer, you know, Mm -hmm. and to have the opportunity to celebrate the 250th uh, birth anniversary was something absolutely amazing. I think the whole classical world had prepared so many concerts and festivals and all that. And then here comes the pandemic. (laughs) It was all destroyed or postponed. So we really had to do something also to celebrate the Beethoven year. Like what mom Caroline uh, mentioned, Beethoven is such an important figure. Personally, I always felt that the students really need to be exposed more to the music of Beethoven. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has composed so many great works that will really help in the musical growth of our students. So I think the festival contributed a lot, especially to the teachers. They were encouraged to explore more on the music of uh, Beethoven. And also the competition, because uh, we have designated contest pieces. Mm -hmm. So the teachers and the students were able to explore music that they usually will not play. This really opened the door for the teachers, the students, and especially the listeners also. Thank you. 
Caitlin Stephanie Yu brought to us the opening movement of Beethoven's Sonata in G Major, Opus 49, Number 2. Earlier on the program, Michelangelo Valenciano delivered the opening movement of Beethoven's Sonata in A-flat major, Opus 110. Both won at the Beethoven and Beyond Piano Competition, mounted earlier this year by the Piano Teachers Guild of the Philippines Foundation Incorporated. The videos of Beethoven and Beyond are available on the PTGPFI YouTube channel and Facebook page. Join me again next week with Guild President Anthony Tsai and Competition Chair Carolyn Chang, who discuss the impact the Guild has been making during the pandemic, and what great treasures yet lie ahead. That's next week on Part 2 of our feature on PTGPFI's Beethoven and Beyond. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Monday at 12 midnight, and lastly the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.